0: Good morning. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday morning hustle. We hustle on Saturday because getting to that next level is not nine to five and being the next big deal. is not a Monday through Friday pursuit. You're going to be successful. If you're going to be excellent, you got to do just a little bit more, including working on the weekends. That's how you earn it. Now, today, the conversation is going to be based on my throwback Thursday this week from 2016. It was a presentation I did for the IABC, the International Association of Business Communicators. This was titled, Don't Sell, Build Audience. That's right. 2016, I was talking about Don't Sell, Build Audience. I was specifically talking about social media, but also your whole approach to how you sell in a passive way and not an aggressive used car salesman type of way. People do not appreciate that. So we're going to go deep into this conversation today and give you as much detail as possible about how to change your mindset, approach your strategy out of an active selling, which is trying to part people from their hard-earned money to so that you can give them the widget that you have, the product or service you want to, to, to sell them the way you want to sell them. Instead, you're going to focus On how you create business relationships, how you create value opportunities, how you do things that are sustainable, repeatable, not a singular sale, not buyer's remorse, and absolutely not used car sales. You know what I'm talking about? All those jokes about used car salesmen. We're going to avoid all of that in the conversation today. So, straight off the bat, people do not like to be sold anything and sold as a verb, a very aggressive verb here. Even if they're looking for it, even if they're looking to buy, and you go back to our car sales example, if you want to buy a car, you go to the car dealership. You want to look around first. You're going to do some research online, and you want to get the information you need online. That's how we expect to do business today. If they won't give you the information, if they won't tell you the price, if they won't tell you the availability, they won't tell you the colors, they won't tell you the options, then they're already that car dealership is already trying to sell you in the wrong way. They want to get you on the Lot and then actively, aggressively sell you the car. You know, the old jokes, right? What's it going to take to get you into this beauty today? What kind of deal do I got to make you? I got to go talk to my manager. All of that stuff. When you go to buy things, you do not appreciate when people treat you that way. Do not do the same thing to the people who are trying to do business with you, whether it's B2B, B2C, even B2G. Do not be a used car salesman. Sorry for all you used car sales folks out there. I know a couple of you are good people you know, the jokes around these car sales, right? So people do not like to be sold anything actively when, even when they're trying to buy it, I've gone to the car dealership. I don't need to be chased around. I need someone who will be available to answer questions that I have when I have them. I don't need someone to strong arm me into a conversation. I don't need someone to usher me into the finance office and start running numbers and start running scenarios and try to confuse me. Someone who's going to tell me they're giving a good deal on my trade-in And all these things, even so far as, you know, you've heard these stories too about people taking your keys or not allowing you to leave, making you feel like you're trapped there until you make the deal with them. No one appreciates being treated that way. Make sure you do not treat people that way either. Now, obviously you're thinking to yourself, well, I will never act like that. But there are ways that you're pushing away people that you're not attracting them the right way. And you're making them afraid or fearful that that might be your sales process, that your sales process might be very rigid and that you're only trying to sell them something as opposed to giving them something of value that they appreciate and are willing to pay for, not just once, but multiple times, being able to refer you to other people, being almost a brand evangelist, if you will, if that process goes well, if you build a relationship with them. So how do you build these relationships? by not selling, as in don't have your focus on selling. The focus shouldn't be selling. The focus should be building that relationship. You build a relationship by trying to build a relationship, by being open to building a relationship, by actively doing that. Again, this is the same way you would do this as a person. Or when you go to make a purchase, or when you're thinking about investing in something, You are looking for someone who will speak directly to you, who will answer questions, and then will provide you the the understanding of what the value is of buying their product or service. Do the same thing. Be human. Create the opportunity for a relationship. Focus on building that relationship. Focus on communicating the value. Focus on listening to them as much as possible, too. Listen more than you speak will make the person you were listening to feel valued, feel appreciated, feel like the beginning of a business relationship. And another word relationship can be kind of heavy sometimes. Like we're not dating, we're definitely not getting married, but we're also not complete strangers who are never going to see each other again. Because again, as the business owner, I want to continually do business with you. So there are different levels of relationship, but you start off as complete strangers, if when you walk into any convenience store and you hand your dollar bill to the clerk so that you can take your candy bar or soda where you pay for your gasoline, it's very transactional. It's a commodity. There's no relationship there. Now, if they have a nice clean place, if they're pleasant to you, if they have the, the things you'd like to buy there, then the opportunity for you to come back is now beginning the, the part of a relationship. But when you have a business, when you have a brand, you want people to feel an affinity To that brand. I always go to this type of place. I always go there. I always go and talk to that guy, that girl, that person because they have started or attempted or are open to a two way relationship, to a beneficial relationship. It's not just you trying to sell me the car you need to move today or the car that you had the best deal on or the car that you're going to make the most money on, but the one that fits my lifestyle, that fits that you know about because I've asked you questions because I've communicated with you because we've had a conversation because we stopped in a adversarial salesperson trying to take my money and purchaser trying to not spend all their money, spend as little as they possibly can on the thing they need. They want it. They need it. They still don't want to overspend or be taken advantage of. So as the buyer, you understand that process. As the seller, you need to understand that process as well. Listen more than you speak connect first. Be building relationships. Once you build a relationship, even the slightest relationship, the opportunity for the transaction, for the sale, and the repeatability of it goes up and it continues to go up the deeper you build the relationship. The more work you put into the relationship, the more likely sales happen, that the numbers come behind it. And if you have set your business up correctly, if your business model is correct, if you understand how to set pricing, you are providing something of value that people are willing to pay for because it does provide value, then the profitability will happen. If you've done your homework, if you've done things right, so you don't have to go directly for the sale thinking I have to make money because I have to make profit because my business always has to be profitable. Of course it does. We've talked about that before, but instead taking the time to build a relationship, to be more human than machine and the transaction, not only allows you to execute a a profitable transaction, but then potentially do it again, or for that person to refer you or to bring you your next business opportunity, which is lower cost because you haven't spent any marketing effort to do that, which is your most profitable version of a sale. So they're selling today, they're selling tomorrow, they're selling in the future, and there's better profitability every time you come back for a repeat business or referral from someone you've done business with before. The likelihood of that happening goes up the more you develop relationships initially. That's why the focus has to be on relationship. You do that. Any way you do a relationship, listen more than you speak. I know it's kind of funny. I'm on a podcast, so I have to speak the whole time. I have to continue to talk to you, but I'm telling you, listen more than you speak. And of course, that's why I always ask you guys to give me feedback online on social media, send me an email, et cetera, because I need to listen to you so that we can have a relationship as well. Offer value. It's that simple. Do not create a, a product or service, a business model that is beneficial to you 100%. I make money. I sell this, I make money. That is not sustainable. Instead, I offer something of value, something that someone's willing to pay for because they get more value out of it in their life, what it does for them gets them to work or keeps them warm or it fills their belly or it entertains them. Whatever it, the effect is, they find that value to be more than what they paid you for it. Offer more value than you're asking in return on the price. Of course, you're getting more on that price than it cost you to produce. Thus, profitability you always have to be profitable, but not too much, not outrageously, because in your price yourself out of the market. And if you have gone into the business model, into the process of developing the product or service and delivering it the way the consumer wants or needs it at value, this is the key at value. If that's your focus and in your sales process, your marketing process is focused on building relationships and developing your audience, the right audience, the people who want or need what you have for all the reasons that you're delivering it, the way you can deliver it. If you're doing all that, if you're meeting all of that, then it will work out. If your focus is trying to take as much money from as many people as quickly as possible for doing the least amount of work, that is a recipe for disaster. That will fail. People will not feel appreciated. They will not return. And they'll tell their friends that they do not appreciate doing business with you. will then eliminate opportunities for you in the future. So provide value establish your brand voice. What is it that your brand represents? Who should be interested in your brand? Who should be attracted to your brand? Who shouldn't be attracted to your brand? A great example of this are luxury items. We think about Mercedes-Benz, Rolex watches, or things of really high economic value. There are a lot of people in this world who will never be able to afford those brands, and it's even if they could technically afford it, it's actually not a smart idea for them. No one should go and spend every money they have, bit of money they have in the bank to go buy a Rolex if they then can't pay their bills the next month, right? So being able to afford it and should you purchase it are two different things. But people who have enough money, who doesn't negatively impact their life, who fits their lifestyle, et cetera, buy luxury items. If you're marketing a luxury item, You don't need to market to people who can't afford it. In fact, you want people to understand that the cost is more than they need to engage in and they shouldn't attempt to buy your product. They shouldn't engage with your brand. They may appreciate your brand. may know about your brand, appreciate your brand. They may find value in your brand, but they won't necessarily transact with your brand and that's perfectly fine. So attract the people that can, should, and find value in it and that fits their lifestyle. And then... Not necessarily repel, but not actively attracting people who can't do business with you. Same thing if you are in a very, it's a very technical product or if it's a B2B product. If you're selling something that only businesses need, you don't need individuals who don't own a business or aren't in business or aren't trying to make the purchase for their business to be looking for that transaction as well. So that's how you develop your brand voice. Who is it that should be buying your product or service? Who isn't it? and who the people who you need to, you can ignore or not try to attract to you. What it is that is specific about your product and the value that you offer, the value proposition. How do you do things different than your competitors? Differentiation. Those are the keys that go into building your brand voice. Your brand voice allows people to understand what it is that they can expect when doing business with you. Not just the product or service that's delivered, not just the thing that they get in their hands or the service that they receive from you. But the the entire process, the sales process, the transaction, the follow-up, the customer service, the repeat opportunities, all of that is encompassed in your brand, and it's communicated through your brand voice. Now, here's the quote that I gave you earlier. This is the quote that IABC put out when I was doing my presentation because they found it to be truly valid, and I think you will as well. So here it is. This is the takeaway from the whole conversation. Your brand story only works when it's true, simple, and consistent. And that is the same thing if you have a, if your brand is a business, if you've branded your business, if your brand is an individual, if you're a person, an individual who has a self-brand, if you are branding an event or a cause or a nonprofit organization, you can still establish brands around that brand voice, the concept of what it is and the value to individuals, to communities, to the entire planet. Whatever it is, you can communicate that voice. Focus on it being true, simple, and consistent. So let's break that down. True. There are a lot of people who think of marketing and advertising activities as finding that flashy way to convince someone to buy your product or service, to buy your widget. That is on TV. It's in movies. That's not reality. That's not how the real world is supposed to work. There are people who do that. They fail a lot. If you want to be successful, then your marketing, your advertising, your public relations, your communications, even your customer service and the actual retail transaction, whether it's in person, online, etc cetera, should be based on true facts, the true value of what you're offering, the true differentiation that sets you apart from your competition. Do not make things up to make you more attractive in your marketing. Communicate the key elements the most important aspects of doing business with you that are true and that you can maintain just because you have great customer service this week doesn't mean you always will have great customer service unless it's a focus for your organization if you're actively building great customer service if you're going to have the fastest delivery the best technology the most options whatever it is that sets you apart from your competition the strength the thing that you want to the people to know the most about your product your service your brand you have to continually work at it. It has to be true and you have to keep it true. Just because it starts off being true doesn't mean it remains true. You have to keep it true. If you do that, you set an expectation that you can and will meet the consumer. If they're attracted to that, if that expectation that you have set is what they want, when they transact, when they make the purchase, they will you will meet that expectation and they will be satisfied. They will be happy. But you can go above and beyond. You can value add. You can give them more than they expected. Maybe you slip a 5% coupon off in the box, or you give them a, a small gift, or you give them an opportunity to to have access to something that they wouldn't normally, or a chance to join your, your fan club, whatever it is that they weren't expecting. So give them what they expected, and then a little more, something they weren't expecting, but above and beyond. If you set and meet that expectation, then that was a great transaction. I will do that. You go to your favorite restaurant, and the food is always consistently good. They have set that expectation, they meet that expectation, you'll come back because it makes you happy to be there and you find value in it. It has to be true. If you try to tell them that you have the best customer service and you do not do any training for your customer service, you will not meet that expectation. And not only will they be unhappy with the customer service or the product or whatever it is that you didn't meet the expectation, they'll actually be turned off by you and moved away. So make sure it's true. It's first, it's primary, it has to work that way. Do not create marketing and advertising. Do not create messaging, do not create social media posts, whatever it is that say things that aren't true. If you're not the biggest, don't tell people you be the biggest. If you're not the fastest, do not pe- tell people you're the fastest. Do not tell the people what they want to hear to get the sale because you might get a singular sale, but you will not get the repeat business, and then those people will actually go from someone who would refer others do business with you to tell people to repel. Do not do business with them because they said they were the fastest, and they were very slow. They said they had the biggest s- selection. They had a very limited selection. They said their customer service was good. It was poor. So you can actually not only not get the second transaction in the third, but turn that into a negative if it's not true. If you say it, it needs to be true. If you say it, you need to continue to do it. You need to keep it true. Your focus needs to be meeting the expectations you set with your marketing. Do not create false marketing. Do not lie to people. Do not fluff things up. Do not puffery is the word that my business partner Pritch Pritchard uses. Do not utilize puffery because then you've set an expectation you cannot meet. Now, true and then simple. The simplest version is the best version. When it goes back to establishing your marketing, your advertising, your brand, voice and communication, do not put the kitchen sink in there. Do not try to tell them everything. Do not try to tell them the hundred year history of the company. Give them the simplest version. who you are what your value proposition is, why they should be interested, how you'll meet that expectation. Keep it simple. There's too much noise in the world. People hear things too much. They see messaging. They are told people things by other people. They can only remember a part of it anyways. Keep it simple. Keep it impactful. Keep it true. True and simple it can stick in your brain. Something you can remember. And then again, there's an expectation that you can live up to. You can meet if it's not true, or if it's complicated or if it's confusing, or they can't remember it, it doesn't matter how great your marketing is, it doesn't matter how creative your advertising is. it doesn't matter what your messaging is. if it, they don't understand it, if they don't get it, if they can't remember it succinctly amongst all of the things they're going to see and hear today, this week, this month, this quarter, this year. So keep it simple. The simplest version always works. once you' get their attention. Once they go to your website, once they call your store, once they visit your physical location, once they start asking friends about should I make this purchase, that's where they learn more. That's where you can give them the full information. That's why your, your website has to have all that information. But a printed piece that's small or a billboard or a business card, has the simplest version because you have to start at the simplest version and then expand out into the more detail and eventually, at some point, possibly a human, human, maybe a bot on your website, or trading emails, or trading text, or whatever it is, but communication happens where they can ask specific questions. Does the product or service do this? Is it available this way? Can I? Are there options? Can we do this? Can I, <clears throat> excuse me? Can we? Etc. That is the pro- sales process. That's not marketing. That's not advertising. Advertising, marketing has to be simple, true, and consistent. This told you how much. F- noise there is in the world. How many messages hit every one of us every day? Hit us in the eye, hit us in the ear. We're overstimulated by media, by content. It's everywhere. If I hear it one time, it will stick to a point and eventually that message won't stick and be moved out by new messaging, new information, other things happening in my life. I have to hear it again and again and again and again. There's this old adage from way back in the day, back when I was in college, that you needed what was called touches, seven touches, seven deliveries of your message, whether it was a an advertising, a TV on print, on a billboard, whatever, seven times someone needed to see or hear the headline or the, or the jingle or something about your advertising where they said, oh, okay, that's that type of restaurant. That's that type of product. That's the thing I can buy. Now I would consider that number to be closer to 30 or 40 touches or opportunities to engage with your content, listen to your messaging, see the headlines, hear your, your audio, see your video, see the visuals, etc. before it sinks into their head of that is what is interesting, different, and specific about that thing over here as opposed to everything else and as opposed to everything else that I've heard and, and been experienced and, and been engaged with all day and all week and all month. So true, simple, consistent. You have to consistently deliver. Have to consistently stay simple. The simple message that you land on, the simplest version of how you communicate, you don't change that weekly, daily, monthly, on a regular basis. You stay consistent with you, deliver it over and over again until someone finally says, oh, I know what it is. How many of you know a theme song to a TV show or maybe from a commercial, a jingle, or some other, a slogan that if I said to you, hey, Brand X, you would say, oh, their slogan is this. Or their spokesman is this, or they have those commercials that are funny or serious, or I see them on the Super Bowl, whatever it is. That connection is what you want from people. That happens through consistency. If your message is we're the biggest, we're the fastest, we're have the best customer service, we have the best price, the lowest price. We have we're open on Sundays, we have it in blue, we have it in red, we have it in extra large, we can get it tomorrow, you can get it next week, you can get it in Texas, you can get it in Oklahoma. If you don't see all of those messages didn't make any sense in that string so if you're not consistent with a singular simple message then your brand voice will fall apart it will not connect it will not reverberate and it will not engage people it will not motivate people to learn more about your business about your product or about your service and potentially buy from you so that is how you move to a purchase you move someone to purchase by consistently delivering the simplest True message. That's your brand voice. Your brand voice is how you reach out to them. You get them interested. Once they're interested, you can begin the transactional process. If you are offering something of value, if you set an expectation that you can meet it, you are now selling them something on their terms, not on your terms. It's not a trick. You didn't convince them that you were someone else, convince them that you were better than you are, convince them of an expectation you can't meet. You have explained, delivered, created a relationship, created an opportunity for them to transact at a value they appreciate. If you do that, the repeatability, the sustainability of this relationship, the ability to say, that was fantastic. I'll be back next week. That was fantastic. I'll be back again. When this wears out, I'll get another one. I will tell my friends. I will tell anyone, listen, I will tweet about it. I will post a Facebook post. I will take a selfie on Instagram with your product or service. I will tell people they should do business with you because I trust you, because I believe in you, because we have a relationship, because you have met your expectations, because you communicated to me, because it was all a part of the process, because you were consistent, because it was simple. I understood you. There you go. That's a business relationship that really results in transactions. Those transactions are sales, they're repeatable, they're sustainable, and it leads you to future business as well. So stop selling upfront selling shouldn't be your focus. Selling isn't where you start. Selling isn't the, the key to how you make all your decisions, but instead build relationships, building relationships when that's the, the focus of your process. So that's where you start. That's where you put all your effort in. The sales happen. When the sales happen, it's beneficial for everyone. There's value and repeatability and sustainability, and that will profitability. Hope you guys dug that conversation today. I love revisiting these ideas, combining my day job, my work, what I do with the Golden Group and presentations of things like that with this conversation here on the Starting One Hustle, giving you guys entrepreneurial, small business, and self-brand advice as well. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure you stream, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, share with a friend. Now see what I just did there. At 27 minutes into the conversation, maybe 26 minutes. I can't see my clock very well, but over 25 minutes into the conversation where I was providing you value I was providing you information. This podcast is free. The video you're seeing, is free. The social media is free. I haven't asked you for anything yet until right now. I just asked you to do something that was free. Now I'm going to ask you to do something more. You can always get yourself some Saturday morning hustle swag, I get the t-shirts. We have the hats. We have the coffee mugs. We'll get the hoodies. It's summer, but eventually it'll be winter. You'll want a hoodie as well. So, get your Saturday Morning Hustle, Entrepreneur F, and Coffee and Donuts swag at the swag store. Links are below wherever you found this podcast or at SaturdayMorningHustle.com. It took me that long to tell you you could buy something from me. I want to have a conversation with you. I want to work on our relationship long before I ask you to make a purchase. Hopefully, that will lead to sales for me, and you will come back and listen again next week. Tell a friend as well. So subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review, leave a comment. I appreciate all that. Let's have that two-way conversation. Let's deepen our relationship from this podcast. Make sure you follow, engage us on social media, of course, as well. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the Facebook fan page. So be a fan on Facebook as well. Don't miss an episode, any of the episodes of the Sunwind Hustle and the bonus series, the balance series that I put out the last Monday of each month. There's a new episode up now talking about the difference between strategy and execution. I think you'll dig it so check out it as well of course all this information is at SaturdayMorningHustle.com repast episode all the swag all that good stuff it's Saturday I'm in the office this is the Saturday Morning Hustle a podcast for anyone willing to hustle and grind come in early stay late do what it takes to earn it even working on the weekend see you next week Saturday Morning Hustle Saturday Morning Hustle Saturday Morning Hustle wake up and Dreams. do oh, you know,